My guest on this week's episode of Suds and Search is Glenn Pash, CEO of PCG Digital. Glenn is considered one of the top thought leaders in digital marketing for automotive dealerships. He frequently presents at conferences, including Digital Dealer, NADA, the World Shopper Conference, and NIADA. Glenn and his brother Brian also host two conferences of their own, the Modern Retailing Conference and the Digital Marketing Strategies Conference. Glenn is the host of the impressive podcast, You're in Charge with Glenn Pash. The podcast is less about marketing as it is about leadership and responsibility. I really like it. He's also the co-author of two books, Selling Cars in the Digital Age and The Power of Connected Marketing. Amazingly, he finds time to lecture at Northwood University as an adjunct professor. I chatted with Glenn at an interesting time for automotive digital marketers. The biggest conferences in the industry are back in full swing. There's a chip shortage. COVID has changed the businesses forever. We'll have a wide-ranging conversation about where the industry is headed and generally what it takes to be an effective leader during a period of immense change. I'll also ask him about hot topics in our industry. Google announced that they will be sunsetting Universal Analytics in the summer of 2023. We'll talk to Glenn about the ramifications of that change and how he is advising clients to prepare for it. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Glenn Pash. We'll chat about vehicle ads, his takeaways from NADA, which was back in person for the first time in almost three years, and we'll go down a rabbit hole talking about leadership and people management. All right, Glenn Pash, welcome to Susan Search. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you today? I'm doing well. I want to get um, get started with your podcast, actually, and, and, and talk a little bit about what you've got going. I really like it. Thank the you. The title of it is You're in Charge with Glenn Pash. Now, you're a big name in, auto, in the automotive world, but, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this podcast isn't just for people in automotive. I think anyone in a position of leadership could could really enjoy this podcast. Anybody who aspires to be a better leader could really enjoy this podcast. Tell us about the show. And I'm really interested in who your target audience is for this. Oh, great. Yeah. And thanks for having me on. Uh, I started the podcast, I think, in 2020, June. And and I had friends who were podcasters who kept yelling at me going, you, you need to do this. And I kept putting it off. And finally, I said, okay, we'll do it. But the the genesis of it was I saw a lot of people and you're right, it's not designed only for automotive. So I was looking at people who were in automotive and uh, some of my friends or, you know, running their companies. There always seemed that people were put in positions of taking charge, right? And right. saying, great, you're in charge of this project, you're in charge of this team, you're in charge of whatever it is. And people always would turn around and go, great, but now what do I do? Meaning they didn't know how to or they didn't have anyone training them how to get better at doing that leadership running a team. And so I said, um, I, I do that. I help people. So why don't we just get people on and talk about it? Not just myself. I, I would balance it and do some solo episodes, but I really wanted to talk to other people and say, okay, you're in charge of marketing. Or we just spoke with Greg the other day, Greg Gifford, mm-hmm. and we got talking about for his expertise, you know, local SEO. And right. we were saying, great. So marketers, you know, whether you're doing it or you're dealing with an agency, well, what is it and what should I do and how do I take charge of this? And and we broke down some tactical things. Um, I've had guests on who uh, are a previous uh, New York City prosecutor, and now she helps companies and leaders with communication, how to make your point, how to lead a conversation, how to be clear. So there's a lot of different skill sets that wrap around leadership. And so I, I just like talking to other people uh, about it, about their journey, and hopefully the audience takes away some tactical things that they can do to make themselves a little better. 
Well, well, I thought what I'd do is I'd ask you a couple of leadership questions and then we can sure. kind of get into, into the weeds a little bit more. But, you know, one of the things that it occurred to me right now as we're filming this in late April is that is the job market. It's, it's crazy. And everybody's mm-hmm. talking about how to get more talented employees, how to retain your talented employees. This is a real leadership challenge as, as I see it. And the job market in, in 2022 is just as crazy as it was in 2021 is no sure. sign of this slowing down. Uh, this is impacting marketing agencies, car dealerships, giant corporations, mom and pops. Everybody's going through this. You had an episode with, uh, the very talented, I think the gentleman's name was Andrew street. Um, talking yeah. a little bit about this, but I, I, I'm curious, you know, this seems like a topic that would, that would touch on a lot of people's lives. It's a leadership question. What leadership advice do you have about, finding and retaining quality people in this crazy job market? Well, I think you first have to realize that um, people have more options now. Yes. And people can work at home and make a living. There are people who just said, I don't want to deal with X, Y, Z. And they're making money delivering food with DoorDash or they're doing Uber, you know, so there's a lot more, you you have to realize now that one, people have more options. Number two is the days of paying people really, really minimum wage or really low wages just doesn't fly anymore because they can make the equivalent of that, right? So if you're paying somebody $10 an hour, let's say, that's $400 a week. Somebody can go drive DoorDash or Uber and make tips and have more flexibility with their time and make that same amount of money. And so as a leader, you have to understand, one, what am I paying? And it may be a little more now than it was. Number two is, uh, in terms of retention, you have to be more flexible. You know, I, uh, for us, our agency, we went remote in 2020 and we haven't gone back to the office. Mm. We have a an office, we downsized and it's more open to people whenever they want to come in okay. versus you have to be in. So again, you have to have some flexibility now because not that you have to give everything away. Please don't understand I'm saying, oh my God, uh, the, the employees run the show. It's not that. You just have to be more aware of options that people have now and you may not be the only game in town where, you know, I can still make that wage or even a little more, but feel that I'm more empowered with my time. Yeah, it seems like that would be the challenge then. It's like, you need to be flexible. You need to be able to bend a little bit in here, but you still need to hold people accountable. You still need to be the boss, right? You still need to be in charge. So, Well, but accountability and flexibility are two different things. Like, I hold my team accountable to their job, but... If their work, I don't micromanage them in terms of you have to be from nine to five and this, you know, I have some people who I look at myself and so I always try to lead from my own world, meaning if it's okay for me, it should be okay for for, uh, my employees, meaning in the morning I have to take my kids to, you know, drop them off at school or I'm focused on where I might have to go pick them up for a doctor's appointment. So I'm not, I'm not there nine to five tied to my desk. So neither should they, I hold them accountable to the results. And so I think that's where that flexibility is of not micromanaging, still holding them accountable to get the job done. But that's where this day of you have to be in the office, you have to be here at nine o'clock, you have to be, that's, 
it's a little bit old fashioned thinking of, I have to see everybody to think that they're working, mm -hmm. but just cause they're in your office doesn't mean they're productive <laughs> right. all of that time either. All right. They could be doing laps talking to everybody in the office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So is it the other leadership question I thought would be interesting to bounce off you is, is about change. So mm -hmm. we both work with a lot of automotive dealerships uh, between COVID, the chip shortage, uh, changes to electronic vehicles that are coming down the pike. It seems like a, a period of particularly a lot of volatility. Um, right. In marketing, there's a lot of volatility in our business, mm -hmm. right? Ad changes, ad format changes, new SERP features. Um, it's an explosion of spend in, in digital media at, at this time. You know, change. It's an important right. leadership concept, being a steady hand in there. What, what advice do you have about being a leader during a period of, of hyper change or a lot of change like we are in now? Well, I, I think you have to have a balance of where you, you, you know where you're going, because just because things are changing doesn't mean you have to embrace them. You know, I have a client of mine who was, he was out at NADA, uh, the National Automotive uh, uh, you know, event, and, you know, some of the new technology that's out there. And he said, well, I don't have to be the first one in. I don't have to be the first one in the pool. Right. So I think sometimes change, you have to look at it to say, is this change? What, why am I doing this? And, and I try to work with my clients, my business, people who I, you know, reach out to me is if you have your anchor of what I want my customers to feel when they do business with me or when they finish, you know, in the case of automotive, they buy their car, they service their car, they drive back out onto the highway. How do you want them to feel? Mm. And then you can work backwards to say, okay, well, what does my team have to do? in order to deliver that feeling, then we build processes, then we find the people to do it, then we find the technology to do it, then we market it, we monitor it. So anytime something new comes in, you have to look at it through that lens of, do I, does this fit right. my business model? Because even in automotive, not all of the changes that are going on may fit someone's way of how they want to run their dealership. Or their business. So through that lens, then you can look at it and say, great, do I want to even investigate this? If I do, great. If I'm going to change something, is this a replacement for something that I currently do? Or is this an add-on? Where does it fit? Who does it affect, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so there has to be almost a process to implement change or else what happens is you end up with this Frankenstein monster and you don't really know, you're just changing because, oh, that dealer who I like does it, or that business does it, or I read it in the newspaper and somebody scared me into doing something. But if you think through change through that lens of, is this right for me? Then how do I implement change? Then I think you're not so pulled, like run to one side of the boat, run to the other side of the boat, feeling out of control. Yeah. Tilting at one else. I'm, I'm going to use that advice. I think that's, that's uh a topic that comes up for us a lot at Search Lab. So, you know, you mentioned NADA, and I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain on it. Sure. It was back in person this year. It was mm -hmm. awesome. The crowd was great. Uh, the presentations right. were excellent. Um, yeah, it's always a good chance to get a, a pulse on, on what dealers are looking for in terms of their in marketing in particular. Um, you know, as you reflect, this is a, a broad question, but as you reflect, I'm curious, what did you hear from dealers you spoke to about their marketing needs in, in this moment? What are, what are people looking for? 
Well, dealers definitely went there with a purpose. Uh, I think they had spent the downtime or away time, so to speak, doing their research. People came with an initiative. They, they, they are, I'm going to replace X. I need to go find Y. Um, but interestingly enough, I think a few of the dealers that I was talking to, and even when I walked around the floor, they're real in terms of marketing, there's really not anything new, you know, maybe a little widget here or there. I think dealers now look at digital, what a lot of what you and I do as traditional now, meaning you have to do it. It's not optional, right? So Mm -hmm. if you now just say all of this marketing is necessary, what I think the smarter dealers were doing was one, realizing that I don't care what anybody says. It, it, it's not that it's all the same, but the difference between agency to agency, no matter what they claim, is, you know, not the good ones I'm saying, or mm-hmm. is, is not so drastic. Okay. It's really what they were looking for was who can I build partnerships with? Who can I build relationships with? Who's going to work with my other vendor partners, right? Versus mm-hmm. silo digital, silo traditional, silo this, silo that. Who's willing to get to the table and work together with all the vendors to solve my problem? So I think they were more realizing there isn't any and now going back through that lens of what I just talked about and said, who's going to fit my business? Who's going to help me in my business versus the new buzzword? Oh, Amazon's the new buzzword or whatever the new buzzword is. I don't think they're buying it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's such a good point. Yeah, we advise our people, if you can get out of the the SEO conversation, I'm just an SEO, and get into the marketing conversation, that's better. If you can get beyond the marketing yes. conversation, get into the business strategy conversation, now you've really made an impact and, and, and entrenched yourself with a client. So I, I think that's all to the good. You know, one thing I thought of when you mentioned that, you know, resisting change or maybe being a little bit cautious about change uh, mm-hmm. is a new ad format that Google announced at NADA, vehicle ads. These have been in beta for a period of time now. This is an ad format where you can have a specific vehicle listed in the SERP with some pertinent details, a price, uh, if it's right. a used car, how many mm-hmm. miles, and everything like that. Um, yeah, this is kind of the shiny new object in PPC. <laughs> what are your impressions early on? Uh, I, I have a feeling I know I think how it's you're still too. Guys. I think it's too early to tell, but that, that, to your point, is it becomes the new thing where all of a sudden – Someone sees it and they call up like, are we doing this or what's going on? You know, even when I mentioned Amazon, you know, they're their new pri Everybody's running to that. The problem is when we talk to Amazon and we've talked to them, they said, great, it's new. We still we them don't still don't have enough data. Amazon doesn't to know what works or what doesn't work. And I think it's the same way with the VLA ads. You know, they're new. In theory, they sound good. It, but. They're still working it out. Agencies are still working it out, but we don't have enough ground, you know, uh, you know, water under the bridge, so to speak, to really say, do they work or is it just going to be another, oh, impressions and clicks right. and, but, you know, again, if nothing's set up in your analytics, it doesn't really matter. You can't see what's going on. So I think you're right. I think everybody has to be aware of it, but then go into a test phase. And say, okay, let's test these and, and be willing both as agency and marketers, as dealers or businesses to realize not all marketing works. And that's okay. It's mm-hmm. what are we doing post 
that test didn't work. Let's try this. Let's tweak this. And if you have that relationship with your agency, then you're looking long term. You're not looking for this. Well, if it fails today, that means you're horrible. Get out. Now, like, I don't want those clients. Like, I don't want partners like that. Right. I want to say, listen, over the year, what did we do? This is, you know, think of it. I think of marketing as chemistry. You know, little of this, little of this, pull this lever, try this, test this. Oh, God, that blew up. Oh, that looks good. And you build some momentum that way, right? Because for many of us, we don't remember when PPC was starting, mm -hmm. right? We don't remember when social media advertising started. I mean, some of us do, but a lot of people don't. All the failures we had and all the messes and then Google changed something. And there, because we remember, we're using their toolbox and they're changing it and fixing it and tweaking it. Um, someone made the analogy, they're building the plane while we're flying it. Right. Right. And so when you think of it that way, you go, okay, promising. Talk to me in a year. Talk yeah. to me in six months. Yeah. I, I just reflect on that, that, that advice. As, as changes come through, run it through a process. Have a good process mm -hmm. that you can go through. I'm curious if you get this one. Uh, we get this as an agency where we feel like we're a strategic partner. It should be a conversation back and forth. And instead, it's sort of like their vehicle ads. Go get those for me. We want them right. no matter what. I'm telling you, I'm the I'm the guy paying the bills. Go do those things. We may we may advise caution or maybe a smaller investment, and, uh, a testing phase like that. But you know, as an as an agency principal, I wonder how you would how you advise clients when they are ready to just go. They say, "Here's my money. Go and blank check. Uh, go ahead and do well, this." Well, I I think they you know again it. it it depends where you have where you are in your relationship mm -hmm. because if you built a long a, a good relationship they trust you right where you say i don't want to waste your money right? right so for us we look at it and i say i can spend as much money as you want it may not be spent well so i don't understand why you want to waste but if we see it's working then great let's double down on that i will be the first one to come to you and say you need to spend more money on this because look Here's the data. Here's what's working. It's making the phone ring. It's getting people to the website. They're doing this. They're doing, we want more of that. Um, but again, you're, you're only, if somebody's going to put me in a position to say, no, I want you to spend X, then I'm going to tell them, okay, I'm documenting that you told me to spend X. Right. I'm telling you that the results may not be what you think they're going to be. Right. So I'm just prepping you ahead of time. My, I'm giving you my advice as the expert to say, I don't, I think we should spend half mm -hmm. or what, but at the end of the day, they're, they are paying the bills, right. but most of the time we don't have clients that do that. They want us to, to, to advice. go into it. And are we doing it? But very few of them are coming and just saying, here's 10 grand, throw it on that. You know, uh, we, we, we don't have that. I'm sure maybe they're out there, but it's more, are we doing this? And we're saying, yes, we are, we're testing it, or we're testing it with a few people because, again, we don't want to offer or recommend things that we know aren't going to work just because they, they're the new buzzword. Yep, I love it. Well, I wonder, I wonder uh, another thing that's on the horizon um, that, that's coming is a change to analytics. So Google Analytics, really, mm -hmm. I started in this business in 2007. Um, it's been like one change that I can remember to Google Analytics was not – not that significant, um, but there's going to be a major change to Google Analytics yes. in July of 2023. 20, so they're calling this GA4. Uh, the, what, what is now Google Analytics, Universal Analytics, will be sunsetting at that time. And GA4 will be the only thing left. 
And I'm right. not sure that most clients, much less agents, agency people, realize how big a deal this is, that Google Analytics is, is a key to holding vendors accountable. It's a key to, to performance. Sure. And this is going to be a major change, and the time is now to get ready for it and to start getting, mm-hmm. start getting aware of it. What, how are you advising clients uh, as, vis-a-vis this, this GA4 change? Well, we're trying to, it, it goes back to the analogy of they're building it as we're flying it because yep. I, it's not every week it's, oh, we can do this now and we can do this. So what we're doing for our clients, one, we're educating them that this is going to happen. We're telling them, don't worry about it. We're setting it up for you. And right now we're starting to do it side by side. So we'll have two things. So we make sure it's running. The other thing is, is that we, Brian, my brother, Brian and I and our team decided that Um, you know, we need to talk about this to your point is we have to let people know. So we've decided that twofold we're known for, uh, you know, one side of our company is the agency. The other one we're known for, you know, our events, uh, which we're holding one next month in, in, in Napa Valley. And we'll be talking about this. And in the fall, we'll be having workshops and things about this, but we're creating uh, a, a council. So we decided to create sort of a council, a GA4 council, where we will get dealers and vendors who want to get together and say, okay, what should this be? Trying to get to a point where we have some standardization, at least across automotive, because right now every vendor's tagging things differently. You know, my brother and, oh, and, yeah. and our team yeah. had put a few years ago, you know, just events so that standardized events, so, and vendors started using them. You know, website companies were, you know, third-party tools were, so someone could go in and see this is an event, chat start, chat finish, mm-hmm. this, this, you know, all the way through. So we said we should be talking about that now and getting some vendor partners who said we want to be on this council f- over the next year so that, and then get dealers who want to participate as well, but also then develop training. You know, a day of training, some online courses, a uh, a handbook, a manual, things like that, so that Google GA four. How do we do it for automotive? Because it's it's different, right? If you go get certified, that's one thing, but it's a little different when you're setting it up for automotive. So how do we do that? So again, we're we're going to be announcing that probably in the next week or so. Definitely at our event in Napa, we'll be talking about it so that. You know, agencies like yourself and a few other agencies have said, oh, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of this initiative so that all of us look aligned. And more importantly, as my brother said, to your point is nothing's really changed. So why go in and do it wrong? Why not all get together and try to standardize some things right out of the gate Mm -hmm. so that we don't make the same mistake later on? So that's that's where we are. you know, talking about it and, and getting it set up. So we're excited about that. So that that's going to be a lot of fun. No, I appreciate that. That's a, showing yourself as leaders again. So very good. Uh, you know, a couple of conference topics. And, and first of all, kudos to your location scout for Napa Valley. That's uh, <laughs> a very good spot to go. But you've got, you've got that conference coming up and then the Modern Retail Conference, which our VP of Search, Greg Gifford, will be, present, will be there. We'll have a presence there as well to be in Florida. Yes. Um, kind of... Walk me through these conferences. If there's still time to to uh, sure to enroll for the Napa Valley, I want to make sure that we get that deadline squared yes, away. Yes, yes. And uh, tell us what's on, on on the docket for this year. Yeah, so we've been doing conferences for almost 10, 11, maybe even 12 years. I think this is the 12th Digital Marketing Strategies Conference. We, we 
early on, we realized that we liked educating and other people liked to do it, but nobody wanted to take charge. You know, back then it was di digital dealer was just starting. And we said, right. well, we can do one too. We don't want to be as big as they are, right. but more intimate settings. So the Digital Marketing Strategies Conference is May 22nd through the 24th. It's a Sunday through Tuesday. Yes, tickets are still available for dealers. Um, we have sponsors. We also try not to, for the dealers who are listening, you know, we made a decision not to just sell allied tickets, meaning having vendors come. Because, again, if sponsors are sponsoring and putting money to help run it, you know, just having someone being able to buy a ticket. We, we, we've done it in the past, but then you find people out in the lobby suitcasing. Yeah. And that's just not fair to the sponsors. So we don't do that anymore. You know, so the only people who are there are either we, we've chosen them to come and speak or they're sponsoring. So there still are dealer tickets, you know, available, absolutely. Um, and that really it was designed to be what it says, strategy, not just about marketing because it's expanded, but some of the themes this year, uh, we asked dealers, we're like, what are you, what, what's bothering you? What do we need to talk about? So we're going to be talking about EV, okay. but more, what content do you need on your site? Like what content should you be developing to answer the questions that your consumers are having about EV? We're going to be talking about how AI you know, that it's not even, we call it AI, but is it really AI? But more importantly, you know, when do you use it? How do you use it? Is it going to end up replacing salespeople or BDC? You know, through new things in marketing automation, we're going to have a few case studies from uh, Chip Perry and the Paragon uh, uh, Honda and Acura teams. Uh, the Cavalli Auto Group is going to talk about how they really have found a way to measure fixed ops marketing spend and mm. attach it to ROI. You Great know, we topic. can do some of that. And Great top. I just ha I had a meeting with them yesterday about it. And, and this is a great point because the three vendors who are helping them, they all work together. They have weekly meetings to do this. So the Vista dash team, Dom 360, and um, I think it's update promise. Um, all of those. So the, you know, it's, it's, it's a great conversation. And the other thing about our conferences are, you know, we limit it, you know, we're going to probably have about 120 dealers. And right. so maybe there's 200, you know, it's about two to one dealers to vendors, but over the course of three days, because it's this intimate experience, you know, you're not running through halls to get to your next thing. You're not going from building to building or whatever. You're hanging out for three days and you can see, so like you're going to be, your guys will be in the fall conference, you know, Greg will speak, mm -hmm. but guess what? Greg's going to be there for three days. So people right. can come back and say, Hey, I was thinking about what you said yesterday. Um, or then they meet the vendors because the vendors are in the workshops as well. Right. And then they're having meals. And so it's this three day conversation, so to speak. Uh, and then our new conference, we renamed it. It was the, uh, automotive analytics and attribution summit. But again, it's it's expanded so we're calling it the modern retailing conference it's in november in florida mm -hmm. and we're expanding it now not so now we'll be talking about marketing but we're going to talk about sales process we're going to talk about bdc you know, we're going to talk about hr we're going to talk about hiring mm -hmm. and fixed stops so this way we can expand it so dealers feel comfortable bringing four or five of their team and they all have tracks and uh, we're partnering with paul daly and his team to 
work on a, on a uh, <clears throat> track about creativity, the creative process. So he's going to bring in branding people and video and really hands-on type of workshops as well. So we're expanding that, but you know, I appreciate you asking, but yeah, they're really great. People love coming to them. They find value, both sides. Vendors find value, dealers find value because also the dealers can find other dealers in their same situation, right? So we have that. And then uh, the other thing we built this year was what we call our CXO Summit, which is for C-level employees in dealership groups, 10 or more stores. Great. And that concept came because some dealers were at, let's say a 20 group, for their brand and you're you have 15 stores and the other person has a single point store and you just don't connect on that same level but now when you put these groups in there where you have 20 stores 30 stores you know those issues that you have are completely different than just marketing it's do we build our own marketing agency versus hiring you know a lot of different so we're trying to create these different uh, arenas where you know, people can come collaborate, learn both from the vendor side and also the dealer side. Awesome. Well, one last, one last thing I want to promote with you. If you, if we could digital dealers come Sure. And I, as I understand it, you'll be at digital dealer, uh, presenting yes. on lessons learned during COVID, uh, mm -hmm. real quick. Can you give our audience a sneak peek about what you'll be talking about and what they could learn there? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, you know, necessity, you know, uh, or someone said hard times, you know, we, we come up with some really smart ideas. And yeah. during COVID, we had to, depending where you were, right? I'm in New Jersey, everything was shut down. Yep. So if you wanted to sell cars, you had to explain to somebody, so market your process. How did you do this? You had to negotiate over the phone and through email or your DR tool or however you were doing it. And then all of a sudden, now that we're expanded out, same thing with inventory. Inventory is not here, man. Uh, so many dealers have pivoted to think that as them uh, of themselves as more used car dealers that sell some new vehicles, right? right? And then service techs and retaining. So all of those, we started thinking of ways to do it. My fear is as inventory starts to come back at whatever level it's going to be, are you still going to be as aggressive going to con customers and getting inventory? Or are you just going to forget that and go back to the auctions? Right. Right. In terms of to your point is we had to really work hard to get some really good people in here because it was competitive and we had to really market why somebody should work here. Are we going to forget about that? Right. And our like process, right? we really went, made it easy for customers to do business. Like, are we going to complicate things again? So we're going to touch on those and show examples and just remind people you should if it was working why change it add on just because you have more inventory doesn't mean that you shouldn't be talking to every place to try and get used vehicles if that's what you need to do so that's what we're going to talk about um it's gonna be a lot of fun and and i look forward to digital dealer it's a great event yeah. like i said it's a it's a lot of fun just you know it's funny people say do you is yours better i said it's just different, it's just different. like we try to be more intimate they have a bigger grander scale and that's great and they do a great job of it um so again, it's, it's, you know, we have people who go to both. Some people like ours, some people like theirs. It's like, there's enough for everybody. Yeah, so, for everybody. you know, yeah, that's the way we look at it. I completely agree. Well, well awesome. Well, if people want to learn more about your conferences, uh, your services mm -hmm. and, and, and your team, what's the best way to get in touch with you? What's your favorite social media? Those sorts of things. I, I hang out a lot on um, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, and it's just Glenn, two ends, Pash. 
Um, I post a lot in there about the events, but it's the Digital Marketing Strategies. So it's digitalmarketingstrategies.org. Uh, you can go to PCG Digital. Or if you want, you can just go to my brother's site, brianpash.com, and we have all the links to all of the uh, events as well. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll make sure, like I said, we're, we're pretty uh, consistent in our marketing. So if you just go to LinkedIn and look at my posts, you'll find links to get to the site. Uh, you can, you know, definitely. And, and if you want to come to the to the site as well, I mean, to the event as well. Like I said, just reach out to me if you if you need any help. Um, but yeah, tickets are still on sale. It's going to be a phenomenal event. We're really excited about it. All right, and yeah, I, I would uh, I would second. I've I've seen your brothers. He's done some webinars live on LinkedIn before that were really top notch, and uh, I would I would also Thank vouch you. for those things. So, well, listen, Glenn, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I'm going to sign off for now. I'll give you a virtual Great. cheers uh, as we go on. Cheers. cheers. For everyone listening, we'll be back next week with another episode of Suds and Search. Thanks again, Glenn. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. 